This is Josh Mills. And this is John Mills. And welcome back to wait, Acquired wait, wait, Tasting. Wait, you cut oh. somebody off. <laughs> oh. What about is somebody me? Else? Oh, you were behind me. I didn't see you. You were behind me. So who else is here with us today? And Marie Mills is here today. Yay, Marie's here with us again at Acquired Tastings. And we are happy to have you guys with us and back on a wonderful wine week. And I we... think she's catching up with Jordan. I'm, uh, I don't know about not that. Not this year. <laughs> well. But overall, maybe. But we are happy to have Marie with us on a wonderful wine week. And this week, uh, we are doing Thanksgiving wines. And we have a smorgasbord in front of us. Not only a food, but wine. So it's a perfect, perfect Thanksgiving podcast, if you ask me. Okay. Well, how many wines did you bring, Josh? There's a whole bunch of table. I brought five. Um, so we're actually going to go with what Marie and Dad brought first. Then I'll talk about the food. And the wines, which I have, and kind of how today is going to work. It's going to be a little bit of a free-for-all, but I think it's going to be fun. So, Dad, what did you bring this week? Well, I didn't bring any food because I was pressed for time. And so, Josh, like you said, he brought food for all of us. Marie brought some food, and she'll explain that. I did bring, I could not find the Pontification GSM. It's maybe a Trader Joe's thing, but at the, at the uh, liquor store I was at, they didn't have it. But I do have a GSM. It's Domaine de Doran. And it's it's French, man. It's going to be good. And uh, for those of you uh, real wine nerds, this is a Bone de Venise. Yes, uh, which is the, it is. Yeah. The subregion. So, uh, all right, Marie, what about you? I have with me the Natura Pinot Noir. It's made with organic grapes, um, sustainably farmed from Chile. Very cool. Very cool. All right, and then, uh, so for me, well, it's me, and it's Thanksgiving. It's my favorite, absolute favorite holiday, and I knew that Dad and Marie were both bringing red wines, and so I brought a couple different white wines. So first, I have from Bianca Vida, Vina, the their DOCG Prosecco, which is a Brut Prosecco. Uh, I have Stellbosch incline riesling which is a slightly sweet riesling then i have from the rias by wine company i have an albarino which i'm super excited about uh, i heard this on a podcast i think it's gonna be great and then because it's me um i brought two red wines as well because i wanted to drink them uh first i brought a cote de brulee uh which is a beaujolais which we usually have at thanksgiving anyway so that's almost gonna- bought that one too <laughs> and then the very last one we've actually had on the podcast before, but I wanted to personally drink it with Thanksgiving food. It's the darting Pinot Meunier that dad brought Ooh, from the Germany wow. episode. Yeah. Uh, like we said today, you know, we've got a bunch of wines, our food. We have some sous vide turkey breast, some stuffing that I made, a uh, roasted potato and leek dish. And then we have Marie's wonderful spinach. Is it a spinach salad or? It's a spinach and kale salad mix. Okay, cool. Oh, we got a salad. And then as a little twist, so rather than doing mac and cheese this year, I did some risotto with uh, saffron risotto with cooked onions on top. I think it's going to be lots of fun and always as dessert in this house when it comes to Thanksgiving, pecan pie. Yes. (laughs) And they're not not pecan. Nope, nope, nope. Now, they're not my special homemade pecan pies because we didn't have time for that. Um, but they yeah. are. But this is Blue Cake pies. Company, so I don't yeah. think oh, it's going to so be really good. They'll be you know, good. They do a good job. 
So uh, the way the episode's going to work, and as always, we'll talk about the blind here in just a second. We're we going to pause it and just drink and eat. Well, we're, <laughs> we're going to get there at some point. But the way it's going to work is we're going to focus on the Bianca Vita as Vina as my wine. We're going to start with that. Then we're going to look at Dad and Marie's wines, and then it's just going to kind of be a free for all as we talk and eat. Cool. Because uh, we don't want this to be a seven Little hour. Taste. We don't want it to be a seven hour episode, and we don't want to be shammered by the end of it. Yeah, we don't have to drink all these wines because we do have a dinner party tonight. We're doing steaks and salmon. Would you quit trying to overshadow my food? I'm not. I'm just saying we don't have to drink all these wines. <laughs> and not we're, finishing these bottles. Yeah, so we will course. not be moving. Of course not. So. Um, let's go ahead and get started. But before we do, Dad, you have to reveal the blind last week. That's I right. thought it, or two weeks ago, because we did uh, Halloween yeah, cocktails. Two, two weeks ago. So right. I thought it was a coconut rum. I didn't really say anything farther than that. Uh, so what was it? Well, it's a coconut rum. <laughs> <laughs> you nailed that. Normally can't hide the coconut from the rum. I think he keeps, yeah. you know, he, he, keeps, look, he keeps looking at my, my liquor cabinet and he looks around and he has a taste going and he goes, oh, it's that one. Oh, well, here's, and, uh, and it was in plain sight. It's Blue Chair Bay. Uh, we used it on a podcast for, I don't know, some cocktail I made. Probably and, a Mai Tai. Uh, I think that's probably true. But so, yeah, you nailed that one. And when we did that one, I thought, it needs a little more coconut, but when we were tasting it straight. just straight up by itself, it was it was great. It was yeah. perfect. Uh, okay. Uh, for, different strokes for different folks. Coconut's <laughs> not my flavor of choice. So. Well, not mine either. But. but, all right. Well, let's go ahead and get into this. So, um, cheers, everybody. Cheers. cheers. Thank you for being here, and cheers to cheers. Our, our listeners out there. Uh, so, this is the Bianca Vigna Prosecco, DOC level Prosecco. Uh, you, we've talked about it before. How Prosecco is really trying hard to, del- or good Prosecco is trying to delineate itself from other Proseccos which are out there. Right. So. Now, can I ask a stupid question that yes. I probably should know? Is Prosecco only allowed to come from a certain country? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> um, You're right on that, Marie. They they really want to have that happen, but they haven't worked it because over in Italy, there's there's the official Prosecco region. Yeah. But then there's all these other regions where they do Prosecco and the official region is trying to do what Champagne in France did and say it has to come from, from here. here. Well and they even, just hadn't really got that done yet. Well and even in it when it comes to Italian wine, Chianti went through the same process in the seventies, late seventies, mm. early eighties, I believe. because uh, there was a lot of trash quote-unquote Chianti, which was coming out there. So they're working really hard to get those get those uh, processes in place. Yeah. And you can tell this tastes this nothing like normal Proseccos. If you're used to a Prosecco being sweet and really fruity and really kind of flowery, this is not that. What yeah, do you guys it, get? I'm getting the tart. I get a lot of tartness, yeah. but I do get, you know, I do get some background sweetness, and I think that's maybe from the the floridity that's in there yeah and i mean it still has a good fruit profile yeah of like it still white has peaches. like a crisp apple and exactly some it, like cherry blossom maybe is a mm-hmm, little bit there mm-hmm. and so that's right yeah it's just not like as fruit forward fresh straw and maybe this is me like driving through i drove <laughs> down from indiana yesterday through all the fields and all the cotton fields and so that kind of freshly mode hay almost smell mm. is kind of on it versus the like so you're getting smell. that 
You're getting that on, on this one? On the nose, a little bit. Yeah, oh. you get, so rather we're, we're like. I forgot to nose it. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty tasty. He's too. seeing, you know, eight bottles of wine on the table. He's like, we got we to gotta move We got to move on. So when it comes to, you know, the nose of it, you do get that like hay, straw kind of, kind of smell. Unlike where in Champagne, you'll get more of a cooked wheat or, you know, bread. Mm-hmm. You'll get toast, those sorts of things. This is like the beginning of that process. Yeah. I love it. The acidity is there. It's bright. It's fresh. I think it's going to go well with the food because Thanksgiving, there are so many flavors going on. And herbs are. <clears throat> yeah. There's so, there's so much going on. So when it comes to white wine, you have to find something that is going to be able to cut through the noise, but also stand up to it. Yeah. So I went first with the dressing. Me too. Yeah. You did too. I did too. I was like all those herbs. I can yeah, stare at them going. Yeah, that's it's exactly. Be it, it was a really good pairing because the breadiness of the dressing and the herbs mm-hmm. just made that prosecco that was tart taste kind of changed that taste profile almost to sweet. Yeah. And then I went to the risotto, <laughs> and, and that was different. She's laughing over there. That was different, but it went well because the risotto is. You know, it's an earthiness that that this Prosecco wants to have in the background. And so it it tasted really well. Mm-hmm. And it's the really floridity of this Prosecco, too, kind of layered over that, that uh, Grenache, but not heavily. Grenache? That's what, uh, hello, I'm talking about <laughs> my wine all of a sudden. The risotto. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and that floridity in there, I haven't had it with the risotto yet. The Floridity is probably going to go really well with the risotto, not only because it's a northern Italian dish, northern Italian wine, but also this is a saffron risotto. Mm-hmm. So it has that florally earthiness that saffron gives. Oh, yeah. I like that. that I think it's going to go really kind of well with it. How did you guys, as we're going to kind of eat a little bit and not just run to the next wine, how did you guys decide on... Your wines, when you're thinking through, because we're talking about Thanksgiving, we talk about a lot of different flavors, herbs, fat, you know, there's just so much going on in a Thanksgiving meal. How did you guys think through the process to pick your wine? Marie, you want to go first? Sure, I can. So being the vegetarian-ish, I'm sitting here eating the turkey too, but I don't eat a lot of meat. And so Thanksgiving to me is salad. I generally have like half my plate is like some of the spinach salad. And then little sides of everything else. And the pie is the star of my day. So, <laughs> but I was like, you know what? I'm going to be repping my my veggie eating friends. Um, I'm going to, I was kind of thinking about what was on my wine rack too. And I was like, oh, I've got this organic Pinot Noir. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, and I was like, yeah. Let, let's go a little hippie with this. and mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's lean into my vegetarian side. Um, this is a bottle I had bought from my local liquor store. They put it on sale and I bought three of them. So I had one when I bought it and then I was like, oh, this will be, this should be really nice. It's, I always like Pinot Noirs. They're very versatile to me. Mm-hmm. I can drink it with anything I eat. And I figured we're not going heavy in meats uh, on the plate. So yeah. I thought that would be a nice one. Yeah. Pinot Noir is a great choice for Thanksgiving. Just find one that has enough body and yeah. a little bit of acidity because that's, for me, when I'm thinking, that's one of the things that's kind of key is that acidity and not the, nothing too tannic. Yeah. By the way, the Prosecco and the turkey are mm-hmm. bomb. Are oh, yeah? so good together. Yeah. I really <clears throat> I think because you have those herbs on that turkey, 
It's yeah. really good. Yeah. So um, normally we deep if you've been if you've been along this journey with us and been at least through this is our third <laughs> Thanksgiving episode right. now. Yeah. Uh, you know that we deep fry our turkey at the house for Thanksgiving, but this is a sous vide turkey breast. You know, so it's it's just in I put a compound butter on it that had garlic, onion powder, herbs, uh, rosemary, and sage, because that's what I had. I love that sage. Growing at my house. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I used a little bit of that confit garlic mm-hmm. that I had lying around. And that, and then I just kind of rubbed it over the semi-frozen turkey. Yeah. It helped congeal it, then vacuum sealed it, and sous vide it f- at 145 for like four hours. And I, like, I dropped four, it. Four days? No, four hours. Four oh, hours. <laughs> if it was four days, this would just be mush. Well, I'm just surprised it's <laughs> such a short time because normally when you talk about sous vide and it's like at least overnight or 24 hours or whatever. Well, it really so, depends on the cut. A lot of times when you're th- what you're thinking of there, you're thinking of tougher cuts of meat or stuff oh, with and bone. A, yeah, yeah, breaking I mean, that down. Steak and you know stuff that doesn't have bone in it really doesn't take very long. Like I dropped it before I went to work this morning. And it's, you know, it's early afternoon here. And I just picked it up, seared it off, sliced it up. We're good to go. Mm-hmm. So the way I picked my wine, Josh, is, you know, we're going to have all these many tastes. And that's why I wanted to have a GSM. Because with the GSM red wine, you've got so many different flavors all mixed together. And this one is, you know, the typical, well, this is 70 25, five. And I don't know if that's typical or not, but I know with those grapes, we're going to get a lot of different flavor. And it's going to go with all these different foods, is, yeah. is my theory. Cool. Well, I'm I'm done with my Prosecco, so I've, I've got a little bit of Marie's uh, Pinot Noir. I did just take a sip of the Prosecco with the pecan pie, and it still holds up. It's oh, yeah. so nice with that. So I, with I, the Prosecco? I yeah. almost brought a sixth thing. But I, but I didn't because, and it was specifically for the pie. It wouldn't have been for anything else but the pie, and it would have been a Madeira or a Tokai. Oh. You know, I've been listening to the Som TV podcast a lot, and one of the people that the host has on quite a bit is Paul Greco from Terroir. He's such a hoot. <laughs> he's su- he's such a hoot. If you've never listened to anything with Paul Greco in it, go do it. If you're adverse to cussing, don't do it. <laughs> um, because no pretension. He has no pretension. Uh, he runs a wine bar in New York City called Terroir, and Marie and I were there last, was it last year? Yeah. early this year? Well, no. Uh, anyway, I don't know. For the Harry Potter? Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it was, was last, last November. That was last That's year. right. It was last yeah. November. And we went to Terroir, and one of the things I did is I had a fly to Madeira, which was awesome, because I've never really gotten into Madeira. Yeah. We don't have, we have some Madeira here in Arkansas, but restaurants don't really sell it mm-hmm. but i thought it would go i thought a madeira would go really well with the pie you need to work on that i would well you know I, I don't have any um oh i don't have any uh madeira but i do have a tokai which i which i was really i was so close to getting because i love tokai but anyway nice. uh so we're gonna go ahead and move on to marie's wine so marie tell us a little bit what's the name of the wine again and then just a little bit about it while Daddy yeah so eat. this is natura um it's from emiliana organic vineyards in chile i should check and see if it tells you did you go to this one no we did not oh it's vegan it is vegan i wondered 
On the back, it says environmental care, organic agriculture, social responsibility, and vegan. There's very little about wine that is not vegan, but occasionally the filtering process uses fish scales. Or they'll fine with egg whites. Yeah. They'll use egg whites to help fine and filter. But if you're going for a sustainable, more natural style wine, you're not going to do that stuff. Yeah. My local liquor store called Sobro Spirits in Indianapolis, they're awesome. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They have like weekly wine deals. I've had to start deleting the majority of those emails (laughs) because my wine cabinet gets too full. It's like me and fast. But so I got this bottle of wine for $7.99. No way. $7.99, y'all. 92 points from James Suckling, 90 points from Off the Beaten Grape. And I was like, oh, that sounds good. I love Pinot Noirs because I can drink them year round whenever I feel like it. It's that like nice balance between a red wine that you can drink in hot weather. It's light enough, but it's heavy. Anyways, I love them. So um, I took a chance and was like, yeah, I'll take three. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. When I went to pick up, there was a lady there who'd bought an... I think a full case of 12. She was so excited about it. But so Chilean, I always love shout outs to South America. I've been to Chile and um, Mendoza and Argentina. Uh, and I think they're an under-recognized wine. Right. There's a lot of, or there's a lot of sustainability stuff going on yeah. in South American wine in general. You know, they, it's a, a lot of places, I know a lot of wine places are very harsh to grow in, but South America is especially harsh with the elevation ins- issues they deal with, the, yeah. with the lack of rain, and they care about taking care of their land because they've seen through other farming practices and other agricultural products, which are major so in, in South America and how bad they can be on the land, yep. they work really hard to flip that script and and turn to that little bit more a sustainable farming yeah Mm. and i mean we you know we've talked about this you know they they've got it on their label but we we have so many places in the world that farm sustainably and organic they practice it they're not certified because they know it's good for the land and they know it's good the hard thing in europe especially france is the way the the inheritance the inheritance rules are so rigid and have been going on for so long, you know, in certain places, in certain vineyards, there are people that own like half a row. <laughs> like I'd own, take it. I mean, I, 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 would, it. I, would, I would too, especially in certain places like Burgundy and Bordeaux, where this actually happens quite a bit. But if You're I... You're axe murderer, that guy that had the other half. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but no, then it would just go to his kids. Yeah. <laughs> then it would just keep trickling down, trickling down. Well, that's down, okay, right? You're my trickle, kids. Trickling down. Well, no, it would go down to the person you killed. Kids. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you die, then Marie and I each have a quarter of a row. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unless we want to consolidate it. But the, the point I'm trying to make here when it comes to farming practices is it's much more difficult for them to choose what they're going to do. You know, the, the larger point I'm trying to make with the, with the farming practices is if I own half a row, you own half a row. Marie owns two rows next to us. I want to, if I want to be organic and not spray my vineyard, spray my vines, but you want to spray your vines, it, there's going to be some kind of blowback. Or oh, cool. it, let's say Marie doesn't want to do any sort of sustainable stuff. She wants to, you know, spray all the time and, 
you know, that's just going to bleed over to my row. So it's much more difficult for European companies and groups to do sustainability. So when you see it, it means to me, it means a little bit more because of how hard it can yeah. be. And also I take it with a grain of salt <laughs> because depending <laughs> on where it comes from, yeah, you may be doing your three rows. Right. But, but, or, or but my, next, or my, my, my neighbor, my, my neighbor spraying. Or my two hectares, but the neighbor over there has the next three. It's very Target. hard a lot of times to, to follow some of these sustainability. And that's why I kind of look a lot at the vineyard in the winemaking process for that more natural and sustainable. I love when they say they're practicing sustainability. And a lot of times they're required by law just because yeah. the laws are written. But it's really good. Okay. But those that don't say it, I think in a lot of cases they're doing it. Yeah, I think you time, have yeah. to get it on your label. I think you have to pay. Oh, oh yeah. You know, if you're doing you can, it, you can say it in your write up, but right. to have exactly. that little like on your seal. tech sheet, right? Um, Dad, have you tried the the risotto with the Pinot Noir? Not yet. You need to because it is. It's probably going to be my best on plate at this point. <laughs> Are we doing best on plate? I I don't know. Oh, I'm already. And if we were, I would. <laughs> Maybe we'll do best with each type. So we got eight wines. We're gonna do eight. No, best no, no. No, we're saying like we best, best wine with turkey, best wine with risotto, okay. best that kind of thing. But it's really good, Marie. I really like this one. It goes well with everything. It's got enough bottom note, enough body to it that it holds up. The it's not overly tannic. Being a Pinot Noir, it's not overly tannic. Yeah. Uh, but it has some of that oomph and those yeah. cojones that. And I think that's what's nice about South American. Pinot Noir is that because they eat so much meat, they do make slightly richer wines yeah. that are just more easily used with a variety of things. Yeah, you so, can also say they stay. You can also tell they stayed out of the way when yeah. they were making this. And you are correct. That risotto with your wine, uh, it's like. I mean, the salad's good, but that's delicious. <laughs> that's a, to Josh, me, you that was a, your salad. That was just a really a little, like. A little apple I'll, get, bit. I'll get something. Just wasn't that a like like? I mean. They just I, I think the floral, like the together. floral notes, maybe. So the floral notes, but also just the, so risotto is, it's a creamy dish. It, it, it hits most of your flavor sensors, especially saffron risotto with the, with the floralness. It kind of brings it up high, but then you have the stock, which kind of brings it down low and kind of just the, the way the rice taste gives it that just kind of yeah. almost umami kind of flavor. And it just works super well Hello. with this wine. Gorgeous. And I'm surprised you didn't buy it, go back and buy a case of it. Um, I'm now regretting that I haven't. <laughs> and I'm going to have to email Chris, the wine guy over there, and be like, Take me a case. Um, Do you have any left? Are we getting any of the next year? <laughs> so I focused. I did this on a podcast. And yeah. first of all, listen to it. But second of all, it's amazing. So good. Anyways, it was really fun. So did you try your the pie. more with the pie? It's good too. It's really good too. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of it. Um, Y'all are just fans of the pie. Well, yes. <laughs> not gonna say I'm not. You have a glass. <laughs> that is mine. That's what I'm pouring. pouring. Oh, I thought you were pouring some more Marie. <laughs> no. no, I was pouring Marie and I <laughs> yours. A little more touch. Oh, because <laughs> I, I I'm, I've had everything. I wish this was a video because you, you man, that was a look. Well, I'm I'm staring at you holding I'm holding your wine label pointing at you without I my fingers looking. covering it. Oh, hush. And then I'm Let's... pointing at your plate. 
<laughs> then I'm pointing at your glass. Here, we'd like to introduce you to the wing, the conversation at the table at <laughs> the Mills household and Thanksgiving. This, this is a conversation around the turkey fryer. Anyways, yeah, uh-huh. I, I do really like it. It is a delight, and I wish I had bought more. Slash, I will go look for more. Totally I can see it. how it would definitely work with the salad because it kind of it has enough body and enough acidity to. Yeah, and this out. is like. We're not talking romaine lettuce here. This is kale and spinach and cabbage and it's a lot of those earthy, earthy yeah. kind of flavors. And I think that that also helps kind of pull it out there. I wonder if we could find this in Little Rock. I don't think so. I haven't seen it around, mm. but I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean it's well, you can look at the importer and whatever um, Royal Imports. Yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to. I can look it up on there. You know? Did you know? There's a way to look up if something's in the Arkansas State through the ABC website. Oh, that no, makes sense. I didn't. Yeah, I, I believe there's a way to look it up and see if it's if it's distributed and then who who distributes it. That's handy. Yeah. All right. So are we moving? Yeah. So I think we're going to go ahead and, and jump into Dad's Wine um, before we just kind of start free-for-alling with everything else that's here on the table. Okay. okay. Uh, we're almost a half an hour in, so we're, so we're it's doing pretty a, well. It, my wine is uh, Domaine de Dubon. And it is like I said, it's a it's a Grenache Shiraz Maladre blend, seventy five, twenty five, and five. And in the in the write up, they go, it's Grenache joined by Shiraz and a drop <laughs> of Mavedra. <laughs> Mavedra, yeah. And it's like really, <laughs> Mavedra is mostly there for color. But yeah, I was gonna say it's I, definitely a heavy. I get, you know, I get the black cherry and the other red type fruits of uh, herb de france uh, herb de, de, provence. de provence this how do you pronounce it bronze de bonus venice bombs de venice yeah that's the little town and it's grenache country but it is known for a dessert and i guess next time we go to, to france i'll have to look that up but it's muscat or muscat muscat yeah yeah have you the, ever had i it? i have ha- i have had the dessert wine the bone de venice it is stellar. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's very whiny. It's not... The de- that dessert. Well... It's a dessert wine. It's a dessert wine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not... It's not a port. No. No. It's a... It's like kind of more of like a late harvest, or they, they take some of that musk, and then they add eau de vie to it. Oh, okay. And it comes out, and it's, it's sweet, yet acidic, yet a little bit boozy. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess to equate it to something, it would be kind of like a port. But so it's the, it got that chewy that a port does. I mean, it, to me, a port has sort of a chewy texture. It's not. It's, that, it's not that. It's not that thick. Okay. No, because it's not as. It's not as. There's not as much sugar on it. Oh, okay. Now this one is fifteen uh, percent. I didn't hear what you two's wine was, but fifteen percent seems that's pretty. That's pretty up there. Yeah, it's pretty high. Yeah. Mine's a, the Prosecco's 11 and a half. 13 and a half. Okay, cheers to mine. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. The winner, the winner. Uh, it's definitely a, it's a it's definitely definitely, switch of flavor profile. Definitely a big boy. Yeah. Well, um, and I, I think you get that with, uh, you know, I think you get that too with the, the red blend that we're talking about, the GS, GSM, because of those grapes. And the way they're harvested these days, I think it automatically gets... I feel like I've had some that are maybe more... This one is a pretty hard hitter to me. And maybe it's just the comparison right now. But I feel like I've had GSMs that are a little... It's also young. 
Yeah. It's 2020. It's That's a, right. So 2020. Sure it, could use, right. it could take a lot of age. It could take, it could take some age to it. That Syrah is coming through and like punching through the Grenache. That's why you're getting a lot of those like big black, yeah. black dark fruit flavors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then around the edges, there's this like weird like red fruit brightness. Right. So that's the that's the Grenache, that's the Syrah taking over and punching through that Grenache. The Grenache is going to have some of that body, but it's going to be a lot more acid driven. And really red fruit, whereas mm-hmm. Syrah is big, bold, especially from this kind of area, a little bit more meaty and give it that texture. And that 3% Movedra is honestly in there for color. Five. It does, it does. It's actually five, but yeah, a drop. Whatever. <laughs> 5%. It's still in there basically just yeah, for it's color. Really Why is it in it there? Really okay, it's for color. color. It, it gives it that deeper, inky color. But it's a beautiful Garnet. purple and meniscus clear out of the it goes. It goes quite well with the potato. I yeah, tried that. yeah, I like it with the salad a lot, actually. Well, I liked it with. I tried it with the uh, dressing, and it it's good. The dressing and the turkey are not my favorite with this wine, and maybe that's just the order in which I tasted it. But I think if that dressing had more herbs, it would go better with this wine. I mean, okay, I don't know. To me, it's really herby. To me, what the thing about the wine, which is what like the conflict that's happening. Uh-oh. Is that big, bold, fla- that big, bold flavor is giving off a little bit more tannin, a little from bit more. From the Grenache? From the Syrah. Syrah. Oh, okay. From yeah, the Syrah. Right. It's giving a little bit more of that big, forceful, tanning kind of mm-hmm. feeling, mm-hmm. which is fighting a little bit to, it, it's like, I want to be in charge. And the herb's like, no, I want to be in charge. <laughs> right. And there's that, there's this tension, and it's just out of balance a little bit. Yeah, the Grenache is going on just for color. Or, I mean, the Mavetra is <laughs> just like, I'm just here to look good. I'm gonna, yeah. <laughs> and I'm the Grenache is like, good. hey, hey, here's some, here's some acid. Let me, uh, let me pull this cord up a little bit higher here. Mm-hmm. Let me mm-hmm. give you that top note. But now, I could see this going well I think with this pie. Is, I haven't tried it, but I oh, think God. this is an all-around the Thanksgiving dinner wine. I feel like it's better for you meat eaters. What's that? <laughs> What'd she say? She said, I think it's better for you meat eaters. This is a big wine. This this feels like it's going to go great with steak tonight for you guys. Okay. Okay. Josh, not, you, you should take a bite of the pie. Here's the thing. It's not, it's not bad. It, it, it's no. good. This is, this is like, you, you tend to drink big, really big, bold wines, and you love those wines. Yeah. So this is a wine. This is a thing. You know what? I used you. to be like Jordan. And only I would drink. not drink a white. Right. And then I learned, wait a minute, on a hot, hot day, you got those chilled it. glasses, you got the chilled white line. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm like Josh, I don't like the, <laughs> the Chardonnay too much, a uh, Pinot Grigio or something yeah. like that. That actually goes, oh, it yeah. goes really well with it the pie. It goes really well with the pie. This one? Be- yeah. Mine? Because yeah. Because I, I think there's enough sugar to the, to the pie, and the mm-hmm. pecans are a nice kind of meat texture like they're heavy too and and they they pull down and they really showcase the grenache yeah this This is like so if this wine lays down for three five years Mm -hmm. longer after eating the pie that's probably more along the lines of what this is going to taste like with a little bit older fruit structure but it really takes some of that kind of punch out of it here's the thing okay so here's here's the big thing about thanksgiving wines and here's why i brought five wines Because Josh can't decide. That's well, number one reason. Well, A, I can't decide, but B, you have so many different palates that come yeah. to your Thanksgiving wine, Thanksgiving dinner. We almost always have at least two wine glasses on our table. 
And I, so I was listening to a podcast and, you know, at a couple years ago, maybe five, four or five years ago, when I started really getting into wine and doing a lot of like the bringing more stuff around to Thanksgiving, I was like, Ooh, this wine should go with that. And this wine should go with that. And you should try that with that and that and that. And kind of what I've learned. And, you know, I had a light well, bulb. Say we got about eight things on our plate. We got eight wines. <laughs> exactly. So there you have it. Well, but the thing I learned was there are particular bottles, which I think are going to go best with particular things. Of course. But everything I bring is going to go well. So I have kind of turned to, here's the wine that I've brought. Here's where I think it's going to go good. Pour. And I, I, I don't really force it after that. Drink what you want. Drink what you, don't drink what you don't want. And then I might have a special bottle. Eat that what I, you want. Don't eat what you don't then want. I might, then I might have a special bottle that sits by me that I pour for people that just doesn't get guzzled. Yeah. And it's typically bubbled. <laughs> it, typi- it typically is so let me ask you this I just poured a little bit of the Riesling because I don't drink a lot of Riesling wait a minute are we to the Riesling yeah well I finished my glass of yours so I did take a little dram tickle. a dram a wee dram a little as tickle. it were we're now on scotch no it's just a term I know what it is <laughs> <laughs> Don't fight me on this, Father. I'm curious, what was it that you kind of had in mind when you picked this Riesling? Because it is it is a really nice light. I like it. So one of the reasons I like to have Riesling around is, A, it's just delicious. Um, B, the thing about Riesling, to me, is it's super food friendly. This one, I think, is kind of a good family friendly. Like one you can bring to people who maybe drink sweeter Rieslings than you. And maybe just who want that kind of sweetness, but also it's a good wine for those who want that that higher level Riesling, that little that little like pucker, that lightning that yeah. you get with with Riesling. And this is kind of a good balance for that, I I think. Yeah, I I, I agree. It's did it go well with the salad? I haven't actually had a bad salad. That would be my theory of how that one. Went. I don't. I actually think the salad might be too heavy for it. Really? Because mm-hmm. the kale is so meaty and rich. And What about the risotto? What I think it's going to find its home with the stuffing. Yeah. I actually think this half of my plate with the potatoes, the turkey, and the stuffing. But you said this is semi-sweet. Yeah. Yes. I, there is some RS on it. Well, so It's good with the salad. There is so... Almost always, you're going to find RS, or residual sugar, which is sweetness. A lot of times with Riesling, we're not talking tons of it on this one. There's just a little bit there to counteract that acidity, that bright lightning acidity yeah, that you're going to, because the thing with Rieslings and when you, when you start getting into Rieslings, the thing you find is balance yeah. between sugar and, and acid. This one is, is not as ethereal as you'll find in other qualitas or you know ones that have all these german words on it that you may not understand this one is a very entry level into drier styles of riesling and i think with the acidity and how well the riesling flavors go with darn near almost anything in my opinion and this is where i'm going to be like greco i'm on the riesling train like (laughs) i i i I love riesling it's it's there forever it goes so well with we need them on our show (laughs) good luck and i think I think that balance is what it can carry it through a meal. But also, this is a representation of a good wine to have at Thanksgiving for people who like something a little bit sweeter. Yeah. That was really kind of the reason that I brought that one. 
also just to preach the Riesling gospel. So here's what happened to me. I tasted it. The RS seemed sort of, I can't say high, but, you know, mid-range. So then I had the salad, and the salad toned that RS down. Because I think there's enough sugar with the way that salad was put together. There's apples, nuts. The, I don't know what kind of dressing you had, Marie. It's a pesto vinaigrette. Okay. To me, that was a really good pairing. And I'm saying that without trying anything else. <laughs> <laughs> and I was hoping, you know, I wasn't wrong when you said, oh, that won't really go with it. But I'll have to, ch- I'll have to try the, the dressing. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. of the herbs, right? Well, just the herbs and just the texture of dressing. Yeah. It's not overly dry, crunchy. It's not overly soggy. Yeah, no, it's it's a really nice Riesling. I did my like one month study abroad in Germany outside of Frankfurt and Wiesbaden. They were on a vineyard. <laughs> it reminds me, there was like a holiday or something that we got off and we we're like, cool. So what do you do on this holiday? And they're like, you go to the park and you drink wine. There are people selling it. And we're like, oh. Okay. Cheers. <laughs> we'll do that. Skull. <laughs> and uh, it's a lot. And we found, you know, it was, there's a lot of Rieslings and Gewürztraminers there that most of us weren't drinkers of. We tried them, and when you find good ones that are made, maybe more for a European palate than the American palate, mm-hmm. they're really nice, and, and it kind of Which reminds me. Well, and just more, more balanced than I, I think. Europeans in general have a tempered ba- like palate. Okay. Whereas like the Americans tend to swing sweet or spicy. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And I think you see that across our market, whether you're talking about bourbon or wine. Right. 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 Beer. A beer. Beer show to me, beer shows it the most. So that swing to the extreme. Right. How hoppy can you make your IPA? How how <laughs> How much alcohol can you put in your stouts? How rich can you make them? How how light can you make your beer? Right. Like there, it we play in the extremes, and I think that's just part of you know the food. The that's sad, who we are. Sadly, the food culture in America has just swung with so many different tides, and we're still what two hundred and fifty <laughs> years old, maybe. Like <laughs> we're we're not that old a country, and we. We are a melting pot of food, and so we don't really have, I, I, I still don't think America has an identity when it comes to food. And I think- What we, are you talking about? What's wrong with barbecue? Yeah, but I think barbecue originally comes from- <laughs> Barbecue. African countries. Yeah. I think we've take, taken it and made it our own in a lot of ways, but- uh, I mean, and hamburgers are, you know- well, we had to steal steal stuff from everybody because we're a melting we came pot. From everybody. Well, yeah, countries. and that's well, we that, are everybody. Well, no, and I think th- that's the point is we don't have a true identity of what American food is. Like we have all American food burgers and hot dogs, but if you trace it back, hot dogs come from our our German lineage, of course, and then hamburgers are also more from our German lineage, and sausage making and patty making and. Pizza's Italian. I mean, we bastardize a lot of food here in America, but anyway. So the pie and the Riesling. Good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like the pie. I, I don't think I'm going to find a bad thing that goes with that. I don't think. I don't Josh think is probably gonna... right about that. <laughs> the Riesling, I think the Riesling is going to taste great across, across the board. I really like the Riesling with the, it works really well with the risotto too. I tried it too. Yeah, it cut through the it cut through the starchiness of the potatoes. It balanced well with the turkey. It didn't overpower anything. So the the Riesbeisha. 
So then the other white wine that I brought. This wine, to me, one of the things about Rias Baixa, so first of all, it's a Spanish wine. It comes from the northwest corner of Spain, near the ocean. We're finding all that. And one of the things to me that defines Rias Baixas is salinity. And we have a lot of big flavors and a lot of things, and we've talked about it before, but salt goes well with lots of stuff. Salt enhances, salt kind of brings that that little bit of extraness to the party. So that's kind of where the idea of the Rias Baixa came in. And I also was thinking more in the lines of the, a lot of people in America, including us, when we actually fry our turkeys, uh, we brine our turkey. Right. Just to keep that extra, get that extra flavor in there. And that salinity is kind of the, the line that I'm drawing here with this wine. Also a vegan wine. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's also more of a sustainable, sustainably grown. I think they practice sustainable, especially if they're calling themselves vegan. They're, they're definitely doing more sustainable Gro- practices. Yeah, sustainably grown within sight of the Atlantic Ocean. Cool thing about Rios Baixa. And I really, I really want to go there because I feel like this might have to be on my ag- my agenda. My I, I absolutely love these wines. When I first was introduced to them, I was enamored. I was already into wine at this point right. when I had my first Rios Baixa. And when I had it, I was like, there's a whole new world out here. <laughs> like, because, you know, I'd been drinking French and Italian and Rios Baixa were some of the first Spanish wine. Now, what's the I grape? Have. The grape is Albarino. Oh, is that a white? That's a white it's, grape? It's a white grape. Yeah. Obviously, we're looking at a white wine. Uh, this is a white grape. It is grown. The cool thing about this is the way they're grown is they're usually grown on like six-foot trellises. Oh. So oh, yeah, they like yeah, grow yeah. up and grow over on these trellises. So you can actually like walk through them awesome. because they want, because it's such a cool region. They need the, they need the breeze to come through to, well, not only to cool them down, but to keep uh, mold. Oh, wow. Now, that, have we had this, on, this one on the podcast? We have not had this wine. We have had a well, Rios Baixa before. Okay. Uh, I love these wines. I think they go so well with food. This is Spain, to me, is another very undervalued region, at least where we live. Yeah. This is, to me, it's so good that that, that salinity just cuts through. I think it's going to go well with anything and just add to it, especially the potatoes. Mm-hmm. I think that if this has more acidity feeling than either of the white, uh, any of the whites that we've had today. So I think that that bitterness is going to kind of cut through and that salinity is going to go well with a brined, especially a brined turkey. Because of those herbs. Well, no, because of the, the salt. Yeah, well. The salt. The, the it's just gonna, it's gonna the salt, con- they, they are made together. Yeah, but it's going to connect. That's the, that's the connection yeah. point. So what are some of y'all's, as I don't want to go too fast because you know, we've only been going for about 48 minutes. I don't want to run through the rest of this, but what are some of y'all's favorite Thanksgiving memory? You mm. know? <laughs> well, there was, there was a decent chunk of time in my life where I stopped coming home for Thanksgiving right. because but- I was living in Seattle and I was coming home in December for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And y'all, that is not a short trip. So <laughs> <laughs> my friends and I started doing other trips because it was a good week to take vacation. 
a group of us. You at least got that four-day weekend. Right. And you, you've already got two days off of work, and then you can just add three, and you get a whole week off. A group of us did a Caribbean cruise one year. Oh, yeah. So it was um, Nicole, who's been on the podcast uh, yeah. with Bourbon County, and then um, our friends Kim and Doug, who I went to Antarctica with as well. Right. And a few other folks who all, we all worked at Boeing. And we went, and it was just like a fun, like tropical getaway <laughs> instead of like, yeah, wi- right. like winter in Seattle can get pretty depressing. It's very gray. The days well, are very like, short. But you don't get snow. No, <laughs> Four like. hours of light. Eight. But the clouds are out the whole time, so none. Right. Four hours. <laughs> but yeah, so that was one of my favorites. And we, we would go to Hawaii every once in a while, too, mm-hmm. because it's a very easy trip from Seattle. It, I have to remind myself how far away Hawaii is from, like, Indiana. <laughs> it's like Yeah, Seattle least... <laughs> was just junk. Yeah, it's just five hours across the ocean. It's right. fine. So I had a lot of good memories that way, and I think we've had a lot of great holidays at home, too. Right. Those yeah, I wanted to more... talk about that. It's like, you know, Josh and I started frying turkeys even back when we lived in Kansas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when we set the deck on fire. <laughs> it was a small fire, Josh. It didn't burn the whole deck down. No, we, but that but, was our first you know, year. You, you know, the first year you do the, you the turkey, you learn. <laughs> but no, we've been doing it now for I probably say 15 years. Maybe? I, I think we're, we're coming up at least on 15 years. Right. Were you at home when we did the first turkey? Like, were, or were you at a college already? I think I was in, well, if it was in Kansas, it was when I was in college. Okay. So then uh, it's, no, hold on. We're, we're creeping up on at least 20 years. Well, I'm, I'm about to turn 36 and we moved around 16. We moved from, yeah, we moved from Kansas when I was 16. 2003. Yeah. So, so well, we're, anyway, we're 20, 20 years. It, anyway, pros. Years. Those, those, <laughs> those um, get-togethers when we moved here and Josh and I do the turkey, you know, the memorable thing for Josh and I would be riding the turkey together, getting it totally ready, getting the fire ready, getting the grease ready, getting our drinks ready, getting our, our stogie ready. And then family starts coming in and and everybody's supposed to bring, you know, like a side dish. And, you know, some of the side dishes are, uh, you know, the traditional side dish that that person really likes. And I would do the dressing and we'd do the turkey and Joanne. Or then when we started coming back, she'd do the pecan pie if Joanne didn't. And so just that get together and we would have 20 or yeah. more. Yeah. And then the last year was a tough one and we had the. Thanksgiving over at Gene Shelby's house because mom was mom was dying, but yet we were able to get the family together. Yeah, and Josh and I did the turkey just like we always had. It was a little rough situation to yeah to do it at Gene's but house. Still had good food and oh yeah, we had great food. Everybody brought food and we had a good good time together. And then you know we kind of broke up. And I I remember it was one year you guys were living here, but maybe within well i don't know it's probably more recent than i think it was but you get the fryer going you do the turkey you know your brother shows up with catfish and hush puppies <laughs> the fryer gets loaded all over again three times over I know, yeah that, <laughs> that was true. A, that was a fun one i enjoyed that, that well, and i'm not sure what catfish. will happen this year because okay david christopher and my brother david they did not kill this hog but a man killed a hog and gave it to him Whoa. and they might be bringing that little 
little hog that we're supposed to do something. And if that happens, I'm um, not sure exactly how that. It's not well, going to be. It's not going to be in the fryer. I, well, no, it's not going to be in the fryer. But I'm I'm glad I'm hearing about this when we're recording this, and not actually when it's going to be released. So that we'll <laughs> have <laughs> time to plan. Well, well, I need to know because I have gonna, an idea. It, well, if you do a hog, you're going to have slow cook it. Uh, yeah, and we're going to need a bunch of center blocks. We're going to need some diamond. We're going to need some diamond metal. What's wrong with that oven right there? Uh, Everybody um, else in the world is trying to use that oven. And that is a standard size oven. And we're talking about a wild hog. No, 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 no. Pour this. Try that. Right. Well, I don't think it's that big. I don't know how big it is. Well, it's bigger than our, I can tell you this, it's bigger than our oven. Unless it's a suckling pig. Yeah. (laughs) What we're drinking now is the darting, the darting uh, Pinot Meunier. Uh, This is also vegan friendly. It says vegan friendly. It says vegan friendly on the back label. I'm not sure what friendly means. Well, that just I think me- that means they don't use fish or eggs. It's yeah, that, that's honestly <laughs> when you see when you see wine that is vegan, it means there's no fish or no eggs, which They're is part of the, it with mechanical. Yeah, finding or filter, you know, finding and filtering process. The dad's done this wine before. Mm-hmm. I love this wine. It's also my favorite of the three champagne grapes. Is it German? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my god, oh, that's it's just, delicious. It's so good. It has that like body of a Pinot Noir, but the oomph of almost like a bordeaux or like a like a grenache based wine but it's super light on the palate mm. i think this is just gonna be bomb with everything hey josh have you eaten any salad yet no can you at least try a bite please for me it's just gonna taste like dirt right no it's not no it's not oh i have proven in front of other people that i have a super taster's palate so okay what does this have to do with you not eating my pretty salad? Because it, it's going to let, it allows you to understand that I will make it taste like dirt. It's not a mental thing. It's actually how it tastes. Yes, but there's a lot of other flavors besides dirt and vegetables. Not to my palate. <laughs> I don't think that makes you a super taster. Okay. No, 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 no. So, so the reason, so the reason I say that is I was, I was at a friend, Seth's. Seth, who's been on the podcast before, he's moving away. So he's having a going away party. And he had these little strips that are like the test for people to figure out if you have the extra taste receptors. Oh, really? Yeah, to see if you are actually what are... Super taster doesn't mean you can taste everything perfectly. It just means you have extra taste receptors, which help you, which make you taste things more intensely Mm -hmm. than others. I was the only person at the party. Because what you do is you take it, you put it on your tongue. And if you can taste it, you... Oh. You're you're that. And it is just extremely bitter. Oh. It is just disgusting of a taste. And he's like, yeah, we kind of figured that. He's like, you don't like cilantro, do you? I go, nope. Cilantro soap. He's like, you're not you don't you're kind of a picky eater. I go, yep. Hey, I'm not really a big fan <laughs> of eggs. Vegetables taste like dirt to me. So it has been proven with science. <laughs> I still think dun, dun, just dun. take a little bite of apple and a piece of spinach. Well, there you go. Okay. We're uh, back to the wine now, folks. <laughs> this is really good. Yeah. This Pinot Meunier is a dark horse to me when it comes to Thanksgiving pairings. If you can find in your local in your local wine store, if you're looking for something that's like a little bit different, not what everybody's going to bring, maybe something to impress if you're going to somebody's house for a first time, if you can find a Pinot Meunier or this darting Pinot Meunier, it is really good. And really surprising. What do you guys think? It's delicious. How does it? What have you guys had it with? Salad. I've had it with a salad. It, it goes well with a salad. That's why I was worried about Potato. you saying it tastes like dirt. Give Dad some of your turkey. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I'm I'm eating turkey right now, and it goes well. 
I haven't had a bad bite with it. But yeah, it just it has enough going on that it's like it kind of morphs around with what you're tasting, uh, and it's got. I mean, there are ta- there's some tannic structure there, but it's not overly tannic to me. No, it's not. No, it's got some. Yeah, I'll talk about some of my while y'all. I'll let y'all eat because I've been asking yeah. you a bunch of questions. You know, for me, I, I absolutely love Thanksgiving in general because I love I love food. I love food. I love entertaining. I love bringing people together. If I didn't, I wouldn't do this podcast. This is one of the places where I am not an introvert. Is when it comes to meals and bringing people together and those sorts of things. And Thanksgiving to me is always my favorite. Some of my favorite Thanksgiving memories are. You know, ha- have to do with cooking with cooking for people, mm. cooking for people, and then seeing them eat my food mm-hmm. and just enjoy it, or drink the wine that I brought and just mm-hmm. enjoy it, or having having such a good time together. And I I like you, Dad. I really enjoy the process of how we do our turkeys. You know, we brine them the night before, we deep fry them, and that deep frying takes a while. It really is weather dependent because we cook it outside. So there are times it's done within an hour. Sometimes it's done within two and a half hours. It really depends. There's on, been some cold. There's been some real cold. Like there was a, there was a year that it was cold and rainy. Mom likes to put this picture up of us where I've got the snowman hat on, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember we had to move it under like the, the little like breezeway thing between the house and the garage and the because redneck it was, would have burned down the house the garage well, and the breezeway good thing we're not rednecks we had to bring, we brought the fire pit over we had the <laughs> we had the oil going we and i really just enjoy those times and not just because it gives us time together but it like you said when everybody starts arriving there seems to be this just like communal especially when the when the turkey's taking longer there's just this communal like gathering around where we're cooking we're pouring we're pouring beverages what are y'all doing how come the turkey's not ready <laughs> exactly when's the turkey gonna be done when's the stuffing gonna be done it's like first away that's usually the question that mom <laughs> yells from the door john don't forget about the stuffing it'll be done don't worry um that's <laughs> what's in the oven right now <laughs> <laughs> okay i gotta tell this and randy doesn't listen that much anyway so <laughs> Randy, my brother-in-law, Joanne's sister's husband, he says, John, I want to make your your stuffing. Your it's not stuffing, it's, it's dressing. dressing. Stuffing is what you we put won't in the no, turkey. we won't get into that. <laughs> anyway, stuffing is what you put in the turkey. Dressing's not. So he says, uh, How do you do it? Well, I've got I've got this good housekeeping cookbook where I've penciled in the changes to the recipe, and so I've text that to him and he goes oh and so he's he's working on it i can tell he's working on it well one of the things you do is you put the the bread and the cornbread together with your lipton soup mix not lipton soup mix but just just the the liquid broth uh, broth soup and you get that together and i said you you get it damp. So then he texts me this picture of this <laughs> liquid red soup. Yeah, this what? liquid soup <laughs> dressing, and it's like no, no. Damp means you can put your fingers in it and pick it up. <laughs> and it's a little oozy, but not like <laughs> right. So <laughs> if you have never made dressing or stuffing in your entire life, I highly suggest you make it once. At least make it once. Because you'll understand there is a struggle when it comes to making this stuff. That, and my problem especially dre- is especially I'm, dressing. I make so much. You make so much. And yours is also very 
dense. It is. Yours is also very dense. It's much denser than the one we had. That's because it's got eggs, boiled eggs, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, but there, there's a struggle with this how wet is wet enough. <laughs> and it's kind of like making French toast, right? Like, right? And then how long do you have to cook it so that it's cooked through? Right. But still damp, like but still, still soft. There's still some kind of texture to it. But there's some it. crunch to it. But not too much crunch. Like it's a, it's a, it it's is a balancing a, act. And we, we all make white bread or focaccia stuff dressing. Mm-hmm. I use cornbread too. I have never seen you make cornbread yeah. dressing. Oh, yeah, he puts corn, he mixes cornbread in it. Half and half. Oh, you do a mixture. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why. Okay. I, I cause you know. And really I, the. The white bread should be set out, not to mold, oh, yeah. but, but to get hard. So this focaccia that I and used. It's hard to get hard in, in yeah. Arkansas because it's so moist. So this, this focaccia that I, that I used for this dressing was bought four days ago. Bought it four days, left it on the counter, dried out. It, it should be almost impossible to cut. Like That's how dry you want it your be. Okay. bread. But also some of my favorite. Memories about Thanksgiving, not actually Thanksgiving Day, but when I worked at Williams Sonoma, I loved teaching the Thanksgiving classes. Oh yeah, the turkey cooking classes, the carving classes, like those. Are, I loved doing that because, I, first of all, I love this. Uh, as I've said before, I love this holiday, and I think it is just being able to share those things with the people to have a better memory and time yeah. with their family means so much as an educator as long as you don't burn your hand or cut it open y'all i burned my hand the day after thanksgiving <laughs> by the way it was Although I black do think friday we haven't talked about going to macy's day parade yeah i, I mean that's so, not about the food but that was pretty special yeah macy's day parade oh yeah well go ahead so we have we have some family up in new york and we've been able to go See the balloons get blown up and go to the parade and see our family cousins in the parade. Yeah. And it's just always a lot of fun. I, I, and now we watch it on TV more than anything else. Right. I think it's a special memory I have around Thanksgiving. Too. I do, now that I'm an adult, I do want to go back and do, New, to do New York on, th- on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, we do have a lot of family that's there, so we could still do a a family meal. We probably couldn't fry a turkey. No. No. <laughs> but I, I now that I'm an adult, I do want to go back and do Thanksgiving in New York because New York to me is such a special city. Like every once in a while, I'll get super nostalgic to go to New York. I used to go to New York almost every year. Like hmm. when I first started, when I first started work and I, when I got fall break as a teacher, I would go yeah. to New York on my fall break, go see some shows, go enjoy New York or whatever. But there's just something about that city that's so special in fall and early winter to me. I mean, anytime it's just great. you can see, I mean, I got lucky enough to be in New York for work the week that they put up the tree one year. Oh yeah. When we were there last year, the tree was up and they were decorating. They were decorating it, but it wasn't, but it wasn't on yet. I think the day we left was the day it was being lit. Yeah, maybe. I had one, another trip when I was in New York for work. So I had a nice hotel room because it was last minute booking and there were only so many rooms left. Right. And oh, so darn. <laughs> mom came out. She's like, well, you have a hotel room. Can I stay with you? I was like, yeah, right. sure. I'm not going to be in it that often. Yeah. She got to go to the markets while I worked. And I mean, New York is a beautiful city around the holidays. It's, it is a lot of fun. It's a great city. 
it's great city period but in the fall and winter yeah. there's something magic to me there's just something magical about the city we've all tried all the wines because <laughs> yeah. we've all as we've been talking now we had that Cote de Brulee and the Cote de Brulee to me is just why did I bring that because Beaujolais and Thanksgiving <laughs> is just yeah. it works right uh, this is one of the bigger crews of Beaujolais. Cote de Brulee is a little bit bolder. Still get a lot of that floral, a lot of that bright, fresh fruit that comes with it. That just works with works with everything to me. It has such, just such a great acidity that nice. helps it out. So to me, so if you're if you're looking for wines for Thanksgiving, any of these are going to be great. But think about something if you want to talk to your wine professional at your store. Ask for something that's got good acidity to run through stuff and is not super light on the palate. Yeah. I'm afraid we're up to a best on place sobriety test. <laughs> Can I nose it and do the I mean, I I still say the Pinot Noir with the risotto the Pinot Noir. was delicious. Oh you what's the one on the very end? That's the, That's prosecco. the prosecco. Okay, we let's start from the prosecco. I liked it with the pie. So the prosecco I like with the risotto. Okay. And what about you? Uh everything. <laughs> well I didn't uh, to be well, honest. Well with, no, Josh, I, it's I best on um, plate. No, so, we're not going <laughs> to. So I think what okay, we should do. All I, the wines hold on. went great with everything. So I think we should do the opposite of what we do. Um, what was your best by? What was your best wine with the turkey? I think we should go by the food. Uh, what paired Beth with the wine? For me, uh, for me with the turkey, it was the Rio Spicha. It was the Albarino. That, that was really good with the salinity in that and how that worked. Mm. Flipped it on the script. I know. I'll keep. Uh, so I'll go around my plate. You do your plate. I'll go around yeah, my plate, and you guys can go around yours. So for me, the Rias Baixa worked really well with the turkey. It was phenomenal. Had enough greatness. Close second was the uh, darting Pinot Meunier. The risotto. The risotto was definitely the Pinot Noir. Yeah. That was that was great. I have to agree. The potato was the Riesling. The Riesling just cut through everything on that on that potato and just was awesome. And the stuffing was the prosecco. So I'd say the the and the and oh, oh and the pie was was your uh, bone de Venise. Yeah, red. Okay, we're done. I agree <laughs> with everything. <laughs> yeah, I think those. I liked the turkey with the prosecco. Yeah, there was something about that bite for me that was really delicious. See, I'm struggling with the prosecco and the risotto, or the the stuffing or the dressing. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, it was good with. I liked it with the dressing too. Or yeah, the dressing or stuff. That okay. was good with the salad. I really liked the riesling. I think it was okay. I agree with that. <laughs> but yeah, the salad. Oh, which one do you like the best with the salad, Josh? Um, whichever whichever one Marie chooses is the best with <laughs> the salad. Okay. Uh, I I will I will I will go on her immense knowledge of salad and wine pairings. What about the uh, pecan pie? You, did you say the me? I said your wine. The yeah, the that's bone de Venise. Yeah, bon, I think so too. I think bon, yeah, bon I think that was bon. a really good bite. Um, the potatoes are hard for me. I didn't have but probably the pin, Pinot Meunier. 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 Moon. Yay! Yay! That's how I remember yeah. that one. The Meunier. <laughs> I think probably that with the potatoes. With the potatoes, the risotto with the Pinot Noir. What yeah. about what about this coat? Well, the problem is, by the time I got to this one, I didn't have taste of everything on the plate. Well, so, and the, to be honest, the the Cote de Brulee, and and I can just say this because I I know this wine and I know yeah. this food. That wine is going to go great with everything. It's not going to be stellar, right? 
with anything. But it's good enough. It's it it will cover all your bases. It may its best pairing may have been the turkey. May have been. Could have been. I think no, the, well, I'm saying I think it, the domain it, does the same thing. Well, because uh, the flavors are very, very different. Yeah, I know. Well, they are, but it's just, you know, the flavor profile and whether it goes with everything doesn't mean. Well, yeah, yeah. and I'm, that's so what I'm saying about. You can say that goes really well with everything. That one does too, but it's different profile. Okay. So what, were, what was your Did favorite? you hear that? He disagreed. <laughs> so what was my what? Go around your plate. Turkey, what was your best? What was, what was your favorite wine? I thought we already did that. He agreed with a lot of what I you agreed said. with what a lot of what you said. Okay. What was your favorite with your wine? The pie. Okay. Yeah. By far and away, the pie. Okay, cool. And what what was the best with the risotto? The, the Pinot, Pinot Noir. Noir. I thought so, too, the Pinot that Noir. Was, yeah. That was stellar. Yeah. That was really closely and followed the, by the two white wines. Yeah. The, the Prosecco went the best for me with the dressing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That was super good. All right. It's all tasty. All right. So we we have given you now eight eight wonderful wines that you could uh, talk about with your with your families at Thanksgiving, and I think I'm about to get blinded on a wine. Ooh. All right. So all right, let's get there it poured up. All right. So Dad has a white wine poured up for me today to taste through. Uh, this white wine is a kind of yellow, light golden color no real well there's some maybe some green kind of secondary colors in there but not a whole whole lot smells uh it smells clean no real uh, evidence of any kind of faults not a whole lot coming through on the nose there's a little bit of citrus coming through a little bit of kind of like green earthiness but not a whole lot that i'm smelling the wine's clean there's no real evidence of any kind of faults to it getting a lot of like light pear, light tree fruit, some sort of like malolactic, like maybe a little bit of uh, a light oak, oak usage on it. There's some sort of like like creaminess there um, with a little bit of kind of earthy undertone to it. Mm. Yeah, a little bit of like tinniness, a little bit of a just kind of some bright, um, not a whole lot of like vegetal, um, Herbiness, not a whole lot of earthiness, a light little bit of maybe some minerality to it. Um, acids, a little medium. This is a rounded kind of wine. Alcohol is not, not really prevalent on this wine. Um, because of a lot of those things, I'm going to say this is an old world wine. I think uh, possible grape varieties we're looking at here are we're looking at uh, Gruder Veltliner. We're looking at... Pinot Grigio, we're looking at maybe some, maybe a lighter style Savion Blanc, um, but uh, I I think this is I think this is Austrian Grüner later. Are you done? What that, that, I think it? it's old world. I think it's from Austria. I think it's Grüner Veltliner. Uh, it's within you know. He ran five, out of wine. Three so he, had to, he had to say what it was. No, I also just think that's what it is. <laughs> oh, okay. Because <laughs> it's yummy. I want to drink it. It tastes like canned pears, and that's to me that's Gruner Veltliner. All right. And I'm probably right. wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you're so gonna. You're I'm gonna, gonna be on a trip. Yeah. So you're next gonna, week is a beer week. Yes. 
So what are you going to do? I have not an idea as of right now. Uh, we're going into fall season, so I'm going to see if I can get a guest on uh, to talk about some fall beers, maybe dark beer, thrasher, or you know, kind of black lager, those sorts of things. But you'll just have to come back next week and find out what uh, beer we're going to be drinking. So what day are you back here? Not in time for the podcast. <laughs> not until Chris. Oh, no, uh, you come back here to pick up. Barely. And then I got to drive and go start my new job. Okay, you're not here Wednesday. Okay. No. no. <laughs> so. You guys get back. You'll have to Wednesday. come back next week to find out not only if I was right or wrong on the tasting, but what we're going to be doing next week. We will know it will be a beer of some sort. <laughs> uh, it will most likely be some sort of fall-themed beer because uh, we're running up to Thanksgiving here, but. Well, we appreciate you charging with us on this Thanksgiving wine week with eight wines. Yeah, so. uh, (laughs) And I kept running out of food. May your Thanksgiving be grateful and covered Yeah, we got a lot to be thankful for. (laughs) Yeah, uh, you know, everybody's kind of back together now that we're semi-past COVID and we're, or we. we Shotted and boosted and. we We know how to better deal with it in our lives and. We hope you have a great time with your family as as we're going to and enjoy some great wine. Remember, we're out on all your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, give us a like, follow, give us some stars out there. It helps us to be recognized uh, by writ large people who may not know us. Share us with your friends. We're out there on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. And uh, be watching. I'll probably be putting out a list of Thanksgiving wines and beers and liquors and all sorts of things as we're running up to American Thanksgiving here. So for all of us here at Acquired Tastings, I'm Josh Mills. And I'm John Mills. And I'm Anne-Marie Mills. And we'll see you next time. Thank you and goodbye.